You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, JJ Leahy. So I am getting married this Saturday, and then I'll be off on my honeymoon. So episodes for this show are going to be a little bit sporadic, but you should get a couple of Daily Cheese honeymoon edition while my lovely bride Jess is getting her beauty sleep. It's been a strange week for news. There's been a lot of back and forth between the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Frankly, just about every single day, my opinion of whether or not we'll have a season swings back and forth. Let's start with the obvious. The NFL has grossly mismanaged this entire situation. Think about this. If you're at the NFL, when is the best time of year that you could possibly have a pandemic? We're talking absolute minimum impact on the football year. Well, it would have to be in March right after the Super Bowl. That's exactly what happened. Today is July 19th. In two days, rookies are going to report to training camp. Let's start here with a memo sent by Troy Vincent, the executive vice president of football operations for the entire NFL that went out to all general managers and head coaches. It reads, at yesterday's league meeting, the membership was advised that under the collective bargaining agreement, the reporting dates for training camp this year are as follows. Rookies, July 21st. Quarterbacks and injured players, July 23rd. All other players, July 28th. However, the players have still not agreed to have a season. They definitely want the rest of the preseason canceled. They also want daily COVID testing. Here's the frustrating thing. 
At the beginning of the lockdown, the NFL was the only professional league with the luxury of time, and they wasted it. That's a quote from Mr. Kevin Clark on Twitter. And he's not wrong. Rookies are supposed to report in just two days, and the NFL has still not figured out the answers to hardly any of the NFLPA's questions. Today, many of the league's prominent players coordinated together on Twitter using the hashtag WeWantToPlay to send a message to the NFL and drum up public support. Mr. J.J. Watt of the Houston Texans, I think, summarized things the best in a somewhat long list of demands, at least by Twitter's laconic standards. From Mr. J.J. Watt, we want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. The NFL can mandate that players show up to training camp regardless if any agreement has been reached between the NFL and NFLPA. We still have not been granted the full and proper training camp acclimation period necessary as recommended by the medical and training staffs. We still do not know if testing will be daily, every other day, or less. We still do not know if there will be preseason games or not. We still do not know how a positive COVID test will be handled in regards to others in close contact. We want a strong and fair opt-out clause for those at higher risk or those with family members at higher risk. This has still not been agreed upon. If players do not show up on time, they can be fined or considered in breach of contract even if health and safety protocols have not been agreed upon or infectious disease emergency response plans have not been approved. Lastly, he says, we want to play. Okay, two bits of follow-up from my last episode. First, it's official. The Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick era is over. Danica's representative confirmed that they are in fact no longer together. I also talked about the team formerly known as the Redskins. We're still waiting to hear what their new name will be although they have officially already retired the Redskins' name. On the last episode, I told you what the rumors were about the Washington Post article. The article is out now, and you can read it for yourself. However, I'll tell you that it mostly deals with sexual harassment within the Washington organization. Fifteen women came together and pulled back the curtain on the organization and what it's like to work there. It's not good. If you see a job opening there, do yourself a favor and don't apply. However, it's evident that the Washington Post lawyers got to the article and hacked and slashed it to bits before it came out. Owner Dan Snyder himself is not incriminated here or called out for anything other than failing to address the terrible culture and make changes. And as of right now, there's no indication that Snyder has any plans to sell the team, although the other minority owners of the team are reportedly trying to sell their shares. So let's talk about Kenny Clark. Zadarius Smith is one of the biggest names on defense for the team, but defensive tackle Kenny Clark is a monster, and he's a huge piece of the defense. This is also the last year of his contract. Now, we have known for a while that re-signing Kenny Clark is going to be priority number one for the Green Bay Packers next year. He's worth every penny. But just how many pennies is that? The new question is, did his price tag just go up? Kansas City just signed their star tackle, Chris Jones, to a monster deal. It's four years long, worth $85 million, with $60 million of it guaranteed. Kenny Clark is one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. According to Pro Football Focus, Clark had the second most pressures by interior linemen last year with 62. It's extremely unlikely that the Packers are going to be willing to let Kenny walk. But if he commands too much money, they may have no choice but to let David Bakhtiari, left tackle, go. And that is really what the question boils down to. The other three players who need to be re-signed next year are running back Aaron Jones, cornerback Kevin King, and center Corey Lindsley. Lindsley is probably gone. Center is a pretty easy position to fill. In fact, we already have two players on the roster right now who could fill in for Corey Lindsley long term. I'm talking about rookie Jake Hansen 
and current starting left guard Elton Jenkins. We do still have Lucas Patrick on the roster as well, although he's more of a short-term option, as the end of his contract is coming up soon as well. The most likely player that the Packers let walk here is, in fact, Aaron Jones. We did spend a second-round pick on running back A.J. Dillon this year, but that probably won't be enough. Depth at cornerback is already an issue, so letting Kevin King walk doesn't seem like a smart option. If Kenny Clark and his agent are asking for Chris Jones money, this probably means the end of David Bakhtiari in Green Bay. No matter what, expect offensive line to be a huge priority in next year's draft. Even if we do bump Elton Jenkins to center, where he will do great, we'll need to replace him at left guard. If Bakhtiari walks, add left tackle to that list. If the Packers, in fact, keep Billy Turner again this season at right guard, it's probably his last year here. He didn't do great last year. Right tackle Rick Wagner signed a two-year deal worth $11 million total when the Packers replaced Brian Balaga this year. I have no doubt Rick Wagner will be here for the full two years, and possibly then some. In 2020, the Packers drafted three offensive linemen in the sixth round. Guard John Runyon, who many fans are really excited about, center Jake Hansen, and tackle Simon Stepaniak. I'm sure general manager Brian Gutekunst is going to have his eye on Stepaniak this year in training camp. No one's taking the starting job away from David Bakhtiari this year, but no doubt Goody is looking for any excuse he can to believe that he has a successor to Bakhtiari in case he has to move on this offseason. With five unrestricted free agents coming up this year, the Packers have enough money to extend about two, especially assuming that Kenny Clark is one of those two. So do they keep David Bakhtiari, cornerback Kevin King, center Corey Lindsley, or try to work out a cheaper long-term deal with Aaron Jones to keep him around? I think the answer to that question is largely going to be determined by how confident Gutekunst feels that he can get a replacement tackle. If he sees options in front of him, this is probably Bakhtiari's last year with the team. However, left tackle really is one of the premium positions on any NFL team. You just can't mess around. That does it for today's episode. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update. Support for this podcast comes from Overtime Media.